Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, Thankful Giving, A Radical Gratitude, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on November 19th, 2017. This here on the screen is my buddy Radical Rick. Have you guys ever seen Radical Rick? You ever hear of him? Any old BMXers in the house, you know? So, so Radical Rick, um, of course, he didn't carry a Bible. We kind of imposed that on him. Ra- Radical Rick, when I was growing up, was in uh, what they call BMX Magazine. That's no longer in, in publication, but it was years back that this guy was in here. And he was kind of this uh, cartoon series that went over about a 10-year span. And as a kid growing up, um, I looked forward every week to, to reading the new edition of Radical Rick because, you know, this guy was just rad, right? He was just an amazing guy. You know, he kind of moved beyond barriers and he get, did some things that were kind of out of the ordinary and kind of excited you as a kid that was just, you know, a normal kid and just looking at the world around them. And uh, Radical Rick was one of those guys that kind of went into the midst of a crowd and uh, just made a difference and an impact and did a lot of really actually positive things in regards to um, how they created this character and who he should be. And, uh, and that's hence the name Radical Rick, because he kind of broke some barriers, did some things that were uh, in opposition to the things that were going around. I remember one episode of the cartoon um, it's actually not a, a cartoon, it's more of a comic strip, excuse me. But uh, the one episode of it is that he went and he actually competed against all these professional BMXers, even though he was just kind of a nobody. And, and you know, he felt like he could stand his ground and, and do all that, that cool stuff. But he was pretty darn radical. And I just wanted to kind of share this with you and kind of give you the image of this guy just flying through the air with his Bible. Because I think it, as Christians... I think as, as believers in Jesus Christ, we should be radical in our faith. Do you agree? We should be rad Christians. You know, we, it, and I, I made up the term, we should be you know, uh, radical attitudes of gratitude. A raditude, right? You know, capital R-A-D, we are rad in our faith. But I think sometimes, for whatever reason, and I think mostly because life Um, we kind of lose sight of the aspect of all the things that we have to be thankful for. You know, and and really, thank goodness, thank you, Jesus, for for this time of year because it's kind of a season and a time where, where we begin to think about all of the things that we're thankful for. You know, we start to have conversations with friends and family and we talk about Thanksgiving and, and what are you thankful for? And some of us maybe even during Thanksgiving meal, we'll go around the table and, and we'll just share a few thoughts of the things that we're thankful for. You know, what's, what's interesting too about, about being thankful is that it's very subjective, isn't it? Ever thought about that? That being thankful is subjective? You know, some of us are, are thankful when big things happen in our life. You know, we get a new house or we, we get a new car, something expensive, something exciting that just really stimulates us. And then for others, it's just as simple as maybe having a meal. You know, may, maybe it's just as simple as being able to get out of bed in the morning and, and realizing that, you know what, I, I can actually stand up without some pain today. 
Maybe I, I can do some things that I, I couldn't do yesterday because, you know, I feel good today. You know, being thankful is, is very subjective. But what's interesting about God's word is that God tells us, almost commands us to have a heart of thankfulness. You know, the, the Lord's prayer basically tells us to be thankful and to praise God. The first part of it, we worship God. We give God thankfulness for who he is and what he's done in our lives. So this morning, as we kind of jump into this attitude of gratitude, I'd like for us to look at a passage in 1 Thessalonians. If you guys would grab your Bibles, turn to 1 Thessalonians. Um, And if I stumble on that word, it's bigger than I am, just so you know. (laughs) 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it's in your notes there. And we're going to look at kind of a chunk of that, but we're going to focus in on a couple of verses this morning because what the writer here is doing, which is Paul, is he is helping us to see kind of a a lifestyle. And it's actually kind of a radical lifestyle of a way a Christian should live because he addresses some very specific things that in the culture would be considered radical. Many had gone to jail for thinking this way, for living this way. Many had been persecuted because of this. That's kind of a, a radical way of thinking. If you even think about like our times today and, and, and the things that we deal with, the opposition that we get personally in regards to faith and belief and values in our society today, and, and it almost pushes against the grain, doesn't it? And when people see us, oh, oh, you're one of those radical Christians, aren't you? You're one of those extremists. You know, I had friends that when I told them I became a Christian, Instead of calling me that, they called me a refried bean. (laughs) You get the joke if you're Latino, you know. But what they were saying is that you're one of those guys, you know. But in essence, we should be one of those guys. See, because we have so much to be thankful for. You know, we, we should be radical like Rick. We should be moving beyond ourselves, trusting in the hope of Jesus Christ. Living a life that reflects this rad attitude of gratitude. Let's pray and then we'll read the passage together. Father, we thank you this morning for your love and for your grace. Lord, there are many, many things that each and every one of us here could be thankful for and are thankful for and should be thankful for. Lord, this morning, our prayer, my prayer, Father, would be that you would just Remind us of those things, the important things. Lord, because the reality is, is thankfulness is subjective. And sometimes we choose to be thankful for the wrong things when we have so many great things in front of us, so many things that you've done for us, so many things that you've given us. So, Father, I pray that in all things, in every circumstance, in every moment, Lord, that we would learn to be thankful, that we would grow in our gratitude and that we would have this gratitude, this attitude of gratitude, Father, for who you are in our lives and the love and the grace that you've given us. So Lord, I pray your blessing on this moment. I pray that you would open our eyes, open our hearts, help us to see clearly. Father, fill us with your spirit and guide us as we look to you. Lord, we love you and we praise you. We do it all in Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to read in chapter 5 of 1 Thessalonians, um, verses 12 through 24. 
Because he really gets to the point here in this passage. He starts by saying, he says, We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be thankful for them. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. I'd underline that verse. That's a great reminder. Then he says in verse 16, he says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. And then in verse 23, he says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. See, in this passage, we hear that it's God's will for everyone who believes in Jesus Christ to have a radical gratitude, to live a life that reflects the image of Jesus Christ. See, and that's radical in itself. See, there are some things that, that happen in our lives that we are thankful for, you know, because, again, gratitude is, is subjective. You know, we're thankful for our birthdays. You know, how many of you guys here in our church have a birthday this month? Just raise your hand. I know there's a bunch. <laughs> Happy birthday. God bless you. Thank you for, for being alive. <laughs> we need you here. Yeah, we're, we're thankful for the little things, right? Our birthdays, our weddings, love, family. You know, those, that list is all a list of things that I would mark down if I were to write a list of all of the things that I'm thankful for. You know, we all have things that we can be thankful, but, but some things, some things that happen in life are really hard or really difficult to be thankful for, Right? See, I think we really need to kind of pay close attention to this because this picture that he's drawing for us, Paul's showing us and helping us to see here is that, you know, we're not to be necessarily thankful for, for illness or death or loss or hurt or brokenness. See, we, 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 we shouldn't think that God expects us to be thankful for those things. I think sometimes we, we kind of read through the passage and we think, okay, thankful. I can't be thankful, God. Life stinks right now. It's hard right now. I just lost a loved one, I, someone I care about. How can I show gratitude in those kind of moments? But I, I want us to really think about and look closely at what this verse is telling us in verse 18. See, some might think that this verse says to be thankful for all of our circumstances. But it actually is saying be thankful in all circumstances. Not for 
all circumstances. If we look how, how the original Hebrew word, how it translates this, it tells us it's a, in the middle of the circumstance, during the circumstance. Be thankful in the midst of something that's going on that's tougher or bigger or harder than we can even understand. See, he's not saying be thankful for it, but he's saying be thankful in it. See, no matter what's happening in our life, you can be thankful. See, being thankful in the toughest moments of life reveals this radical gratitude, right? It's, it's in opposition to life's happenings and all that's going on. You know, there was a, a time, and I shared with you a couple weeks ago, where my wife and I, we experienced a lot of death. And, and this next week will be the anniversary. Thanksgiving Day will be the anniversary that my wife's mom passed away. On Thanksgiving Day, she got diagnosed with leukemia. It was the worst kind of leukemia that you could expect to get. And from Thanksgiving Day one year to the very next Thanksgiving Day the next year, she suffered. She had pain and she had tragedy in the midst of all that. We were in the hospital every other day. She'd get released and then we'd go back. And then her platelets would fall again and we'd go back. And then she'd get sick and we'd go back. I tell you what, that year was probably one of the hardest years my wife and I faced. Though we've had many hard years in our lives, in our marriage together. But to watch my mother-in-law, this strong woman, just suffer and go through this horrible disease. You would ask yourself, how could one be thankful for that? But what was neat about that whole circumstance, and I do say neat, because there is a lot to be thankful in the midst of that. Her sisters, my wife's sisters, are, are, are weren't Christians. And they watched my wife, because my wife and I dealt with most of this sickness for a whole year, and they were living in another state. And so they just kind of got tidbits and, and little information and kind of went through it. They came in and visited a couple of times and all that stuff. But they really didn't see the heart or didn't really understand. And, and even for them, even though they were kind of apart from it, even for them, it was just this moment in life where my mom is dying and I'm about to lose someone. And then they kind of like, looked at my wife and they made this comment one day. They said, you know what? You know, we're, we're here and we're in turmoil. We, we have anxiety and we're suffering and we see this tough moment. But yet, yet we kind of see in your life this peace. Almost a joy, even though. You know, you, you grew up closest to mom and, and yet we still see this peace. Why? Why, how are, and why are you so strong in this moment? You know, to, to give you a little backstory on that moment, you know, my wife grew up in a divorced home, and uh, unfortunately, when that happens, um, sometimes the kids are forced to choose sides, and so that's what happened in her world. They they were had to choose sides, and she was the one that chose her mom's side. She stuck with her mom. They were, they were best friends. You know, she stood behind her mom, stood with her mom. They were very close. In fact, so close, I had to move us to the west side of town to kind of separate them a little bit. <laughs> True story. <laughs> but she was still there every weekend. But that was okay. I love my mother-in-law. She was awesome. But they knew the close-knitness of these two people. They, they knew the closeness that Janice had for her mom. And yet she had this radical 
attitude of gratitude. And I'll tell you what, it wasn't something that she just said, oh yeah, I'm just going to be happy regardless of. But when they asked her that question, all she could do is answer by saying, you know what? All, All I can tell you is that it has to be Jesus in my life. It has to be Jesus and who he is. Because, yeah, I, I heard in this moment. I, I'm suffering in this moment. And I tell you what, we wept in those moments. But she gave the glory and the honor to Jesus. And that radical attitude was reflective because of who Jesus was and not who Janice was. And her sister saw it. The world around her saw it. I saw it. In fact, I'll be honest with you. I, I was afraid for my wife when we found out her mom was sick. I didn't know how she was going to respond because I knew the closeness that she had. I want to ask us a question this morning. How do we get this mindset? How do we live in the will, just like he talks about, how do we live in the will of God when it comes to being thankful? So in your notes there, I've given us a little bit of a list to look to. And I hope that encourage you that you would take this home with you and, and refer back to it. Keep it in your Bibles and look back to it often because there's a lot that you and I can be thankful for. See, God loves us. And no matter what's happening in our life, there's things that we can be thankful for. And I'm just going to go through it real quick. See, we're to be thankful that, that God is good. First Chronicles 16.34 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. For his steadfast loves, steadfast love endures forever. The ladies on our ladies' retreat, that was their theme. Jesus says himself that God is only good. It is only God that is good. So we can be thankful for that. We can be thankful that God's love lasts forever. Psalm 106.1 says, Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. We know everything will end. We will end, but we can trust in the fact that God's love will never end. You know, I was reminded, and I need to be reminded, I want to remind you that that there is nothing that you can do that will ever change God's love for you. Do you know that? Do you believe that? I, I hope you do. See, that's what grace is. It's God's love for us regardless of. He loves us, yet we are in our sin, even though we are in sin. And that's the next thing that we can remember is that God's amazing grace we can be thankful for. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, wonderful passage. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Be thankful for that. We can be thankful for the wonderful things that God does. Psalm 107, 8 says, Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wonderful works to the children of man. We can be thankful because God answers our prayers. You know what? I'm for one, I'm a great example. I'm thankful that God answered my mom's prayers. Because I tell you what, my mom prayed for me. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know that I'd be alive today if it wasn't for not only God's faithfulness, but my mom's faithfulness to pray for me. Psalm 118, 21 says, I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. See, we can be thankful for his perfect laws. 
Psalm 119.62 says, At midnight I rise to praise you because of your righteous rules, your precepts, the things that you have set before me. You know, it's interesting to see that in our humanity that sometimes that we get misguided or misunderstand God's laws or God's rules or God's commands for our lives. See, when Jesus says, I came to give you life, but life more abundant, he's saying, if you live in my will, if you do the things that I'm asking you to do, your life will be that much better. You know, I'm a great example of doing it my way. It doesn't work. I can tell you some stories. I won't this morning, but when we're in God's will, life is better. His laws are perfect. And that's why we wake up and we praise Him and we thank Him for the things that He's shown us and the things that He's taught us. And I think this is almost the second important thing that we can be thankful for, and it's for each other, for other believers. Philippians 1.3 says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. I, I have to wonder sometimes, and, and forgive me for this, if it comes out wrong. I, I want you to hear my heart in this. I, I have to wonder sometimes, do, do, we, do we really put a high value on each other? And I know it's hard, because relationships are hard. Don't get me wrong. You, you want to see a dysfunctional family? Come over to my house. You know, we're a mess. I, I know relationships are hard, but even in the midst of those circumstances, even in the midst of the, the tough dynamics of, of my way, your way kind of stuff, the, the little issues of, hey, you know, you hurt me or you did this to me or whatevers, are we thankful for each other? Do we show a heart of gratitude for one another? I think that's challenging for us as people. You know, you got to remember what Jesus says in the Gospel of Matthew. He says, you know, they, they come to him and they say, hey, tell us what the greatest commandment is. Tell us what we need to do to get to heaven. And they simply just says and lays it out like this. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And then he says the second greatest is to love one another, to love each other, to love your brother, to love your sister, to love your neighbor to love those that God has placed around you. He says, everything, not just one or two things, but everything. Do you get that? Did I say it loud enough? (laughs) Everything. I got to imagine Jesus said it just like that. He says, everything rests on these commands. Everything. We have to love one another. We have to show that love. And I know it's hard. Don't get me wrong. Well, I think the, the, the greatest thing that we can be thankful for, that we should be thankful for, is for the cross, the cross of Jesus Christ. So what happened on that cross that fine day changed my life. I hope it's changed your life. It's changed many lives before us, and it will continue to change many more lives. See, the greatest thing that you and I have been given is salvation. And it's free. All we got to do is accept it. All we got to do is receive it. All we got to do is believe it. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to know that passage there. Uh, hold on to that. Circle it in your notes. Circle it in your Bible. But that, that's going to be our theme verse for 2018. 
a victorious life. Because we have victory in Jesus. Oh, death, where is your sting, right? See, we don't have to fear death because Jesus is victorious. We don't have to fear man because Jesus is victorious. See, he gives us the victory through Jesus Christ. See, I I want us to really understand this. I really want to make it clear here this morning for us is that no one deserves these blessings. See, the gift of salvation isn't something that you've earned or that you can work towards or that you can gain by being good and perfect and lovely and wonderful and pretty. It is a gift from God. It is something that has been given to all mankind. The choice is yours to choose it or not to choose it, to be grateful for it or not to be grateful for it, to be radical in your faith and say, yes, Jesus, I believe. What does the Bible tell us? If you only were to confess with your mouth and what? Believe. I'm leading you here a little bit. Come on. Believe in your heart that who is Jesus Christ is Lord, right? Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and you will be saved. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. See, that that very passage alone should just bring a smile to our faith. No matter what we're going through, it should be a reminder of of this radical gratitude of, of thanksgiving in all circumstances, no matter what life brings, no matter what life does to us. And I know you guys know this, that, that life can be hard. Sometimes life stinks. I'll tell you that there's weeks that I wake up in the morning and I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to do this today. Life is hard. If you, if you look at me and you think Floyd has it all figured out, I, I want to kind of give you a little secret. I don't. I don't. I wish I did. But I, I know that I have victory in Jesus. I, I know that God's word is going to guide me and help me through those tough moments. And I know that every day I can wake up and I can be thankful for the love and the hope and the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. Why? Because God's mercies are new when? Every day. Every day. Every morning. Thank you, Jesus, right? Thank you, Jesus. It's a a radical attitude of gratitude. I, I, I gotta wonder what would happen in your workplace. I'm not telling you to do this, but maybe you could. It'd be a little fun with it. Just go into work and first thing you say is, good morning, everybody. Thank you for Jesus. <laughs> People probably look at you a little crazy, but that's okay. If you're crazy for Jesus, right? That's all right. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. That's up to you. No pressure. I'm not putting that on you. No pressure. We do it on Sunday mornings, right? When we lift up our hands and we praise Jesus, we say, thank you. Why shouldn't we do it Monday through Friday, 365 days of the year? Because that radical attitude of gratitude, this is what it does. It brings honor to God. Brings glory to God. Psalm 50, verse 23 says this. It says, The one who offers thanksgiving as his sacrifice glorifies me. To one who orders his way rightly, I will show the salvation of God. See, when we thank God, 
we acknowledge that he deserves the credit, that he has done for us what we could not do for ourselves. See, and when others see you thank God, you point them to him. When they see this attitude of gratitude, this radical, they not only look at you and say, that dude's rad, but man, there must be something in his life that makes that difference. There's got to be something. And whatever that something is, I kind of want to know what it is. I want to find out what it is. See, it's a reminder of what James tells us in James 1, 17. I love this passage. It's a good reminder of why we should be thankful. He says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. See, it reminds us that God is in control, that God's got this no matter our circumstances, no matter what's going on. And I'm not trying to play light to to whatever you deal with or whatever you've dealt with or whatever you're dealing with right now. But I am telling you that we can be thankful in, during, while we go through any circumstance. And it's because of who Jesus Christ is in our lives. It's because of what he's done for us. So no matter what is happening in your life, give thanks to God. Give him the glory. Give him the praise. Well, I want us to close with this. I want us to think about what Paul is telling the church in this moment or this season. Because if you read 1 Thessalonians and you read it as a whole, you see that, that Paul is guiding them and reminding them of some very specific things, not just to be thankful in every circumstance, but he's giving them a guide to life and living. And the reality is that in this moment, the people are thinking that they're coming close to the end of, time, end of days, end of time. And there might be some fear, there might be some hesitation, there might be some things that are going on through their minds that they're just wondering. And, and because of those things, it's kind of robbing them of their joy. It's robbing them of their blessings that God has offered them. And I, I would actually compare it to the world that we live in today. There's things that steal our joy, right? There, there's people and, and, and circumstances and happenings and decisions and choices that, that rob us of this joy, of this gratitude. And, and just like Paul's reminding the church there, he's reminding you and I that, that our joy is found in the presence of God. Our our forever, eternal, wonderful, thankful, everything is found in Jesus Christ. So let's look to him. Let's remind each other of him. Let's help each other focus in on the things that we should be grateful for, the things that that bring life, the things that mean things. You know, before we close, I just want to ask you this. And I want you to answer it for yourself. You don't have to raise your hand, stand up, or come forward, or anything like that. I just, I just want to ask you this. Between you and Jesus, do you belong to him? Have you fully surrendered your life to him? Because that's the only way that you'll ever have a radical attitude of gratitude. Because at that moment, at that point, when you realize that Jesus Christ died on a cross for your sins, 
He did it for you personally. You fill in your name in the blank. Jesus died for Floyd. It changes our, our perspective, our mindset. You know, the song that, that Haley sang and led us in, The Mighty Cross, this last month or two, that's been a song that, that's been a reminder for me in regards to that Jesus died on the cross for me. He paid a price for my sins. He gave me this free gift of salvation, this grace, this mercy, and this love. Will you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord? That's between you and him. And if you haven't done that today, I'd ask you to do that today. Don't wait another day. Paul says that today is the day of salvation because tomorrow, we don't know if we'll have it or not. So today, let's be thankful. He ends this passage here with verses 23 and 24. He says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful and he will surely do it. He will give you a heart of gratitude. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this season, this time of year where we are reminded to be thankful. Father, you show us and teach us and help us to understand the things that we need to be thankful for. The grace, the love, the mercy. Father, the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Lord, you've given us so much. So in these next few moments, as as we sing these last couple of songs, Father, Lord, help us to, to have that that gratitude, that radical attitude of gratitude, Father. Remind us that not only today as we lift our hands and and sing these songs, that, that we have so much to be thankful for and that we would be thankful every day, that we would wake up and just praise you, that we would wake up singing hallelujah. Praise be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray for every heart that is here, Lord. I don't know what's what they're dealing with. I don't know the turmoil. I don't know the circumstance. But Father, I I do know that I can pray and I can intercede and I can pray and ask that for all of us, Father, that, that you would help us to be thankful no matter the circumstance. Lord, that we would look for the blessings, that we would receive the blessings and that we would thank you and give you glory, give you praise and that we would honor you with our praises. So, Father, we look to you, we trust you, and we do. We give you thanks. All in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. 
we invite you to go with us on this journey.